Welcome to Interviews. Being an entrepreneur is the toughest job ever. There are no practical guidelines. So I created this podcast to help crack the entrepreneurship code. Join me every week as I invite entrepreneurs to share their stories, the practical tips and lessons they've learned along the way. Don't be the main bottleneck in your business. Subscribe now. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, welcome to episode 5 of my special startup series presented by the Nordic Startup School. NSS was funded to improve the quality of startups in Finland and educate their founders to become the best possible entrepreneurs they can be. For more information about NSS, log on their website nordicstartupschool.com. Let's get into today's topic. There are many incubators accelerators and other type of organizations that support startups. Most of them provide mentors. But what does a mentor do exactly? What are the benefits of mentoring for startups? How can startup teams maximize their mentoring experience? And let's not forget about the mentors themselves. How can they increase the impact they have on startups? And these are some of the questions my guests will try to answer today. Let me introduce them. First, I have Mary Tuli Vainio. She's a People Operations Director at Solita. Currently, she's developing Solita's people services across six countries. She's a firm believer in that in even the most tech-savvy companies, success is not gained by mere technological expertise, but rather by grasping a human-to-human mindset. As a mentor with NSS, she wants to promote a positive workplace culture. Next, I have Hannah Newholm. She's an entrepreneur, coach, investor, mentor with NSS, a mother, a horsewoman, and a believer in the collaboration between mind, spirit, and body. Hannah has worked in many international and multicultural settings. To be a mentor supporting startups and entrepreneurs is for her a journey of passion, curiosity, and learning. And lastly, I have Tommy Ulgren. Tommy is a tech entrepreneur, a professional mentor, an impact investor, a super connector, a mindfulness practitioner, and a connoisseur of Finnish sauna. He believes in good in all the people and enjoys highly on guiding transformative entrepreneurs working on planet-positive startups. And let's start with the first question. What does a mentor do? Well, mentor is really a trusted person for mentee, supporting a founder on, uh, on his path and uh, to be a trusted person to solve tricky situations with compassion and mentor also creates and keeps safe space for deep discussions and uh, processing well i think a mentor is someone who supports uh, the founders and everyone in the team of the startup to um, kind of find their way to go forward 
but like with their own terms. It's not that the mentor really tells them what to do, but the mentor, whether it's a he or she mentor, um, they're coming with their expertise and their experience most of all. I think that's really important to, uh, for, the, for the startup founders as well, to have someone with experience to be supporting them on their way. Right. And I'd maybe, maybe like to add that it's not the mentor's responsibility to solve the problems. It's, it's kind of a group effort. And, and in that way, it's more supporting and guiding, not giving ready-made answers. Wow, so there's, there's really a lot in your answers. <laughs> so let's go, let's go back to what uh, Tommy says uh, first. You mentioned compassion. Why, why is that important? We all encounter situations in life and work where we can't solve the situation ourselves or those topics are really emotionally tricky and their emotional intelligence support is uh, key to the solution and showing compassion also provides safe space and uh, place to share feelings uh, uh, in a deep manner and uh, op- openly. That's why compassion is, is really, really important. How does it how does it relate to uh, startup funders in this mentoring relationship? Well, we are human beings, and uh, for instance, if uh, a founder is having uh, a struggle or challenging time, it's uh, good to be compassionate about the situation, and through that, tend to try try to find uh, pragmatic solutions or approaches which might might work there. And let me ask you a question uh, now. Turn to uh, Hannah. Why why mentoring matters? I think it matters because many times when you're in the middle of your own idea, um, the startup founders, when they have their idea that they want to create into a, a product or a service or whatever, they you kind of get a bit blinded about everything. You only see like you're in a funnel in a way. So the mentoring is very important to someone who's on the outside, but who has um, most mentors do it with, they come with their own experience, first of all, whether it's they've had good or bad experiences and they can sort of open up that funnel a little bit and make them see things that they can't see. Like we talk always about seeing outside of the box and and Mm. many mentors, you know, many people say that, oh, you have to think outside the box, but when you're in there, it's hard. And that's maybe one of many, many things that mentors do to sort of open up that and bring in a little bit of a light um, so that they can maybe find a solution and, and get over a, a situation where they might be stuck, for example. Yeah, yeah I'd like to add, it gives kind of different viewpoints, which is always good to look at a problem from many different angles. And then it's also kind of um, keeping the focus because there's always going to be a ton of stuff to do. Are you concentrating on the right stuff, saving your energy for the most needed mm-hmm. pieces to do? Mm-hmm. I think if I just may add to that, that's a really good sure. point, what Mary Tool said. And I think it's like a, someone also that they can be accountable to in that way, because you have to keep the focus. And, and, and if they're in a funnel and they, it's overwhelming sometimes. So then that's also one of many things a mentor can do to sort of have them accountable to focus. You guys have already uh, mentioned a lot of uh, benefits uh, that mentors can, can provide like you know, uh, the focus. You mentioned that we help we help them um, not solving problems, but look at the big look at the big picture. We you said you know, if I read between the lines, you said well we are we are some sort of an of, of an ear for the startup funders to to talk to. In in general, what are the benefits 
of mentoring for startups? I'd say I'd still continue with, with Hannah's thought that uh, kind of looking at things from out of the box, it's easy to fall in love or get stuck with some idea. And, and starting up is, is actually a huge experiment. What will be the, uh, the, the recipe taking you to the next level? And then you might need to pivot and, and continue forward with a different solution. It's not easy to kill your ideas and start fresh. It's not easy to be maybe brutal about, is this really bringing customer value? So I think in a good way, in a compassionate um, kind of win-win situation, the mentor can help challenge the founders into evolving their idea and their business into a better version Mm. that's more future-proof. Exactly. And then when mentor is providing external point of view or some feedback or guidance uh, he or she can also uh, help uh, in supporting uh, self-development and personal growth of the founder and uh, company can only grow if the founder can grow they are very very much interlinked yes and that's maybe something that a lot of startup funders maybe entrepreneurs in general don't uh, realize is that yeah that's that's actually a really good point because mm. if the founder it's like in in team leadership also if the team lead is not feeling well it will have a widespread effect on the whole team if the founder is not kind of in good shape it will have an effect on all of the team members the other founders and so on mm. so in that sense it's also well-being angle in some ways like Tommy said it, it's it's a very personal growth journey as well that founders go through while you are sort of creating your business or, or developing something and bringing something into life. But at the same time, you grow as a person as well. And and, and like Tommy said in the beginning, we're all human beings. And, and um, so I think that's where a mentor can really also help to support the personal growth. But then also it, it requires from the, the founder he or she to be open to 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 the feedback or or to the guidance, which then is another question again. And so I've been listening to you talking now, and Merituli, you mentioned that first. You know, we're not we don't solve problems, but and you guys have not talked about problem solving problems at all. Actually, you have not talked about technical issues at all. Why why is that? So mentors don't don't solve technical issues for startups. That's a really good I'd... observation. Mm-hmm. There's a really a difference on providing external advice, which is providing those ready-made solutions, and then being a mentor who is uh, supporting the thought process of the founder or uh, somehow asking the facilitative uh, questions, op- opening up the thought work or inner work of, of, of the founder. And then later on, the pragmatic solutions will follow. And maybe like to add that that the mentor is not kind of a, an operative uh, role in in the startup. It's it's more of um, an advisor type of role, a facilitator, and then the technical problems might be more kind of day to day type of situations. Of course, we can give support in those areas, help them forward, but. I think then it's not mentoring if you start solving the day-to-day tech problems. That's a different role then. 
And I think a good mentor is someone who can, in a way, help in that situation, not by, you know, being that technical sort of operating person, but the, he or she will point the founders forward to the right person if they don't have them in their network. So that's also part of network, like mentoring to sort of put them forward to the contacts who can help them with those sort of issues. Right. Do you think startup founders and teams realize that? Some do, some some. <laughs> Not always. What, 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 are, what are the expectations when they, come, when they come into a mentoring session with you guys? I think it varies a lot. It's very individual. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it ranges from, from those who are very open and very sort of um, easily take on everything you say, sometimes even too much. And then there's those who are, are, are more uh, challenging to open the box for or look to out, look outside their own box. Um, so it, it varies. There's all kind of different stories as there are people when i usually like to kind of i usually like to introduce myself and make kind of an introduction in what i'm maybe able to help them and what i definitely am not good good for kind of my my expertise and, and mentoring has also its limitations and in those parts i'm really willing to help them forward um, and then also kind of that's being open that nobody is perfect, not even the mentor has all the answers and, and the solutions. And I think the better the, the communication and the kind of trustworthiness between the founder and the mentor are, they together are kind of smarter than one brain and they can find the solution easier. So it's kind of like a shared problem is never such as big of a problem as as a burden to carry only by yourself but then even the two themselves cannot maybe have all of the answers then it's kind of being also honest and fair on what we can help them with and what we cannot that's very well said and it's uh, also crucial in the beginning of the mentoring relationship or uh, in the early meetings to really have a good discussion on the expectation from both sides because it's this kind of give and take situation. Both are giving something, both are getting something. And uh, occasionally startup teams might have uh, quite a different uh, uh, view for the mentor role than it should be. For instance, expecting that mentor will raise them funding or provide uh, uh, new recruits or uh, providing things which are not part of the traditional mentoring role. I'd like to bounce back on what you said. Both are giving something. What, what, are, what are the benefits for you as mentors? Why, why are you doing that? Um, I, for me, I think it's um, sort of a giving back from uh, having, you know, had a very, um, a very varied experience in, in startups, uh, working in and, and founding and and putting up companies and creating businesses and sort of to having had myself the help from mentors, outside mentors, actually not as much all the time, but even more so that that brings inspires me to to help and see someone has a, a dream or an idea to bring that forward. That that's for me it's it's a personal joy to be honest. Mm-hmm. Very same for me. So I'm doing it out of the joy of uh, helping and supporting others to grow and uh, support them on, on, on their path. So uh, fantastic uh, friends and mentors have been helping me. So it's uh, time to give back. And also um, I'm doing, doing as a professional work on what, what I'm loving. 
For me, it's a bit different. I'm I'm not a startup founder myself. I may be a wannabe. And in this way, I actually came to this, this role from individual mentoring, where I was mostly doing kind of career coaching and so on. But this is kind of more business oriented. And this gives me a wonderful opportunity in addition to giving my, my, my support. It also lets me learn about um, new solutions, services, new industries, new people. And it has been a great delight during the pandemic to meet so many wonderful teams and founders and, and kind of be able to support them. So it's a good transition to my next question. Who can be a mentor and what are the characteristics of a great mentor? Anybody uh, with good spirit, harmonious integrity and willingness to help others can be a mentor. So there's no specific university where they teach mentors how they uh, should behave or what they should, should know. So it, it comes more from the real life uh, uh, experience and the joy of helping others and characteristics for, for great mentor. I would uh, say high emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. low ego experience from real life person with whom you'd like to go for lunch and uh, you get who you can really, really trust. Okay, very nice. Hannah, would you like I to... Be... Oh, Mary Tuli yeah, then. Go on. <laughs> go I, on. I, I, li- I like to add that... that... Um, all that Tommy said, but then in addition, you might be needing some type of um, mindset to gently nudge the person into the right direction. At sometimes you must say something harder, sometimes be softer. So kind of having good IQ, uh, kind of human intelligence skills, but then also being kind of um, brave enough to say that you're thinking another kind of you're thinking um what's the word um kind of you don't agree but say mm. it in a, a kind of developmental way not kind of putting them down and making them them kind of feel feel disappointed or wrong because we all do mistakes but kind of learning and developing that's that's what we all aim for I uh, I totally agree. I mean, I would say the same as Tommy and Meritoli. And Meritoli actually said used the word brave, and I, that's something I've been thinking about as well. Because sometimes I've ended up mentoring um, uh, company or uh, startups that are sort of outside of my industry experience, but it's not necessarily. So you need to have a sort of sort of I don't know if courage is the right word, a fearlessness to also. If you have the emotional intelligence and, and you do want to give back and, and, and you're inspired to help someone to guide them forward, then you shouldn't maybe be afraid either to, to help someone who is in an industry that you don't know so much about. So you don't have to be a great mentor. You don't have to have experience in the industry. I think it's something you come to a consensus with the, with the startups. I think it's, it's when you start mentoring, some startups really don't, they even prefer to have someone with a little bit less because then it's someone who really comes from outside of the, their industry. That has happened as well. That can be very fruitful and productive. Um, sometimes they, some founders find it um, safer maybe or easier to have someone that, because maybe they have a specific need for help or guidance and that feels safer than to have someone with experience but I would say that to a mentor or someone who aspires to become a mentor like don't be afraid to stay stuck only in your own 
um, area of expertise because you learn, like Maritul said earlier, like this year, especially as well, there's been so many amazing startups from um, fields that are been unknown to me that it's been just a delight and you learn so much yourself as well as a mentor. But that's a great, that's a great misconception that you know, you're addressing because I, I feel like a lot of mentors and a lot of startups feel that you need to have expertise in the industry mm-hmm. to, be, to be helpful. Mm-hmm. But we're saying no. Are there any other misconceptions about mentoring that we should address? Sometimes um, there's kind of slightly different roles. There might be the advisor role. There might be the mentor role. There might be some kind of coach. And I'd say that it's more up to the startup's life cycle and situation and the needs of the founder than to have an exact recipe that you need to have three advisors, one mentor, and maybe um, some kind of random lifestyle coach. It's, it's more of identifying as a founder your pitfalls or maybe the areas that you want to develop or where you cannot develop, but you need some support in that area. And then also kind of be open about maybe having several different options. You might have a lead mentor that's kind of sticking you with you all the way, but then you might have added um, additional advisors that help you in a certain funding-related issues certain industry-related issues. So have a combination. It's usually a hybrid, and that will kind of take you there. But it's it's a puzzle and, of course, the changes throughout the journey of the startup. But in mentoring, I think doing it for one week is kind of, it requires consistency. It's usually more fruitful if it's at least some months at minimum, right. because then you can see together how how the growth happens and pivoting and kind of discussing the way forward. Right. So what you're saying is that if you want to be a mentor, just don't come for one time, you know, be a bit committed. Yeah, I think that's so more of kind of like an advisor session or that type of, but that's also like coming into mentoring is is a good gateway is to come, come through as a one-time advisor, like help on doing some single marketing plan and Mm. from that there might be actually a fruitful mentoring relationship starting to develop but that's a good way to test your own own kind of willingness and skills and then also kind of how to interact with the startup and the founder so that's that's something that's kind of linked very highly with mentoring Tommy would you like to add anything yeah adding to that uh, two three things come come into my mind First uh, pitfall is uh, not to set expectations and having this uh, good discussion in the beginning what uh, both sides uh, uh, want or wait, wait, wait for the mentoring uh, re- relationship so that uh, uh, both mentor and mentee are on, on the same, same page. And uh, another thing is that uh, mentoring is an investment, not only monetarily, but also time-wise. And uh, some of the founders, they... Uh, have a hard time in dedicating time and uh, save space for mentoring. Because in good mentoring, it's important that there's enough time to settle down, dive deep, have a good conversation in a good, uh, good setup. That's very important for successful full mentoring. Have you had any uh, really bad mentoring sessions that you can share? I have had a situation where I have had to mention that I do not feel that the startup was in a life cycle 
moment where they were kind of in a good place for mentoring because they had maybe more issues that needed to be more urgently uh, answered before they could kind of go into a mentoring program. But Mm. in that case, I didn't kind of feel them, leave them without support, but I kind of tried to tackle that bigger problem as itself so that they would be able to move forward. But that was kind of maybe being brutally honest, but still kind of helping them forward. Sometimes uh, this is not one specific example, but sometimes I mean, startup teams who are not uh, willing to be mentored. So which means that uh, they are ego driven or they know everything already. They don't need external help. And then the personal relationship doesn't uh, build up or op- op- open up. So that's a challenging position then, then for, for mentoring. And this is also good to note that uh, gut feeling and personal chemistry is uh, really important in mentoring. Which means that if mentor doesn't uh, feel good or the mentee doesn't feel the correct one to be mentored, both sides should be brutally honest and should be opt-in if I want to be a manager or mentee. Very true. So you're saying you're saying that as a startup, as a startup funder, as a startup team, if you if you feel that you don't have a great relationship with your mentor, you should say something because it is that important. Yes. Is that one of the mistakes that uh, that you see the, the the startups make that not not talking about the the, the relationship with the mentors? or not focusing enough on the, the personal the, or building a rapport with the mentors? Personally, I feel that, that I've been doing mentoring through, through NSS and there they already, before matching the mentee and mentor, they already kind of acquire information from both, par- both sides that would they be willing. So it's a mutual yes, yes. Mm. So I haven't had problems in, in the match matchmaking sense because that has been discussed very early on like it should. Anna, do you want to add anything? No, I think they are, are, are the, true everything that both Tommy and Meritoli said. I think just coming back to what challenges or, or a difficult situation, I think when um, when the founders or the, the founder or the team of founding members are sort of so in love with their idea that even if you see some even obvious things that maybe they should pivot or change or you challenge them and, and but they're so stuck in 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 the in the love affair of their idea and concept um that's sometimes a bit tricky and 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 then it goes all, a little bit off and back to what Tommy said that then then if they're not open to to receive the mentoring and the guidance then you sort of end up in a bit of a dead end road and but, but I've rarely run into someone who would not say that a mentor wouldn't fit. Um, I think it comes through, but it might come through in, in a different nuance at first before the sort of feeling breaks through. Let's, let's put ourselves into the, the startup funders, the startup team's shoes. Uh, before entering a mentoring session, you guys are saying, okay, do you have to be open to be, to be challenged? Do you have to be open to be mentored, mm-hmm. of course? Do you have to make sure that this is the right mentor for you because you have to build that uh, relationship uh, with your mentor. Anything else that uh, you think is important and maybe startup funders or teams don't do enough? 
I um I want to spin a little bit further on what I said earlier because there's like a two-edged sword. There's like two sides to the story where there's like either they can be sometimes too in love with their own own with their own product or idea or service, whatever they're trying to create. But at the same time, when you come into the mentoring session, um, not to get overdriven by the mentor's challenges either, and suddenly suddenly like start completely pivoting from their right. own. You sort of have to trust your own idea because that's why you started your business or whatever it is you want to bring out to the world. So even when the mentor challenges you, sometimes to be careful that you don't completely overthrow your own core idea or what's been at the core of or, or at the heart of your business idea. That's very, that is very <laughs> true. And I've been uh, uh, training my mentees uh, to uh, uh, process differentiating feedback from different directions. Because uh, in startup world, your advisors, mentors, friends, relatives give you contradictory feedback and you get uh, very different feedback for the exactly same topic. So if you ask four, opinions, four people, you get five opinions. And it's also for founders to stay in own their own power mm. if they feel that this is the right thing to do then uh, a mentor is just a person to reflect and mirror to reflect if this is correct thing or not and founder is always the driver the final decision mm. is uh, is his or hers uh, uh, so, so that uh, uh, they, they do the final, final call mm. and you need to be brave on that side that's really important yeah, no matter how many mentors and advisors and friends and relatives you have, it's it's the customer's opinion. If they're willing to kind of pay pay for the product, then that's probably the one you should listen the most and kind of get feedback from from users because that's more genuine than than the support we give. So never forget the customer. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that's a good that's a good point. Okay, so never forget the customers. That comes to my mind a good question about VCs then and, you know, angel investment because a lot of startup funders are, are chasing the money. But you're saying never forget the customers. So what about, what about the, the VCs investment? If they're in for kind of investment purposes and they're not acting as the mentor, then those are kind of two separate roles. Of course, there might be kind of terms and, and clauses and some kind of, of stakeholder opinions. But then again, uh, an investor is never equal as, as the mentor. It's not the same role. This, this is also a, an experience I have had. That of course, investor is an important stakeholder. They have been betting their money on the founder and they want to see founder to succeed. But there's also power structure between investor and, uh, and founder. And in order to be really open and vulnerable uh, in uh, mentoring sessions, it's better that the investor is not acting as a mentor. Because mentor, mentor should be the trusted person with whom you can share the deep emotional struggles or, or things which are not in uh, good, good order. But then, on the other hand, for the investor, uh, subconsciously people play a role. Everything is going perfectly. We are doing fine. And... Uh, we are trying to get the next funding round from you. So it's an obstacle for good, good, deep discussion. I agree with Tommy. I think you have to keep them separately or what Maritoli as well said. It's, it's, it's such a different dynamic between those two. And so what I hear here is in a mentoring session, you want to create a safe environment 
where startup funders can really talk, right? Yeah, I think it's also kind of my my background is a lot in kind of being a team lead and so on. And I I would want to reach a level in in mentoring where I can see from the micro expressions of the founder's face or their kind of not mentioned thoughts that what's going on, what's pressing their mind, what are they maybe afraid of. And when you have the gut feeling is on that level, then then you can be pretty confident that you can even the deepest worries and, and thoughts share pretty openly. And when you're open, I think it's it's kind of more fruitful than keeping up the the kind of appearances and so on, because that's then more kind of show and, and play. It's not genuine support mm. if you're trying to kind of just be polite. Okay, so you mentioned one thing that you would like to improve as a mentor. So I'm going to ask the question to uh, Hannah and Tommy then. What is it that you guys would like to think you should do better as a mentor? First thing also for the mentor is to uh, really dive deep on the personal goals and expectations and specifically to decide if mentoring is my hobby, I'm doing it out of joy, or if it's my profession where I need to dedicate certain certain effort. Then second thing is uh, training and peer support. So training in uh, mentoring methodologies, uh, human psychology, different kinds of uh, uh, ways to become a better mentor. Mm. than to have peer support because mentors have their own struggles or challenges or something with the mentee they uh, they need uh, some re- reflecting and also extending to a network of other mentors because we learn from our peers to really to to net- network and uh, get to know other other mentors nice hannah no, I, I totally agree. I think as a mentor, you have to be equally open to um, sort of self-growth and self-development and, and be very aware of your own weaknesses. I mean, we're also human beings like the startup founders and, and we have our strengths and our weaknesses. And and I know mine and that's something when you come into every every mentoring session, you sort of have to have that in mind as well in order to be at your best to help and, and, and not be afraid to to be vulnerable enough to maybe say that and then ask for and have the network and and as a mentor to I mean a lot of us have already quite large networks but to always keep expanding that because that will then support you further to be able to to guide and direct those mm. startups further. What do you think is the most difficult thing to do as a mentor? I mean, if I take if I take my example, I would say when I'm when I am in a mentoring session, I really have to remember that it's not my company. I'm not here to solve the problem. <laughs> I think I think the challenge is 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 comes up to our individual traits a little bit. Oh, that's how I feel. I know my own weaknesses, and I'm someone who so dearly want to support and inspire that my in my own personal situations, it's sometimes hard to. Um, to maybe step back and see, okay, maybe they should, um, or to maybe say the hard things sometimes because you really want to have them like cheered up and helpful. And, and I know sometimes that is not helpful. Um, that's a vulnerability, but then to discuss that through other means, how to go forward and to find, you know, the right words through that. Well, I have been part of uh, quite tricky situations and situations where the company status is really 
uh, hopeless or it's going into the bankruptcy and uh, there are no easy way away from there that uh, low energy which comes comes from the death of your brain child it's always uh, heavy, heavy to see and uh, related to that also if a founder is really diving deep emotionally and uh, actively planning for suicide or something other radical things they are also very touchful for for me emotionally wow to, to process them also myself well this is really deep Mary Tuli, what about you I, I I was about to mention that time do not kind of promise too much I think it's more important to commit uh, to a kind of um, certain level then to promise too much and not deliver also as a, as a mentor and then also kind of for me I love to learn new things so that's something that that keep in mind that the startups uh, situation and kind of not get kind of too involved but keep the kind of eye on the on the ball keep rolling in the right direction so let's take a, a step higher now and let's look at the ecosystem right the incubators the accelerators and all the other startup organizations or organizations that support startups do you think they're doing a good job with mentors today and how can they you know leverage better on mentors i do like the the network of of experts because no single mentor can can answer all questions but with a good network and knowing who would be the best person to help the startup that takes you a long way and in that sense kind of if you're thinking of being just an individual kind of um, freelancer mentor or being a mentor through some kind of, of startup uh, foundation it might be beneficial to have that ready-made network if kind of delivering help and, and support is easier within that network but then again for example Finland is a pretty small country so it's kind of still pretty easy to get get around so I think that might be a helpful helpful tip if you're thinking of being a mentor I think it's um, I think it's getting better um, I've lived abroad for so many years and I think the mentoring was around already many many years ago and I feel I don't know if it's the pandemic because we see everything much more on the internet and then like I think LinkedIn sort of bloomed as well during the pandemic because everything everyone's sitting in front of their computers more because we had to interact this way so I I see maybe that there's much more talk about mentoring programs and a new sort of in all the accelerators incubators they're being brought up much more and highlighted which is great um And I also think it's not a question. I think it's more important with dedicated people who come with with wanting to give back and the joy and their expertise and experience um, rather than a list of very famous names, for example. Uh, but if you have a, a right-minded people, then it can give great value to the, the incubators, accelerators, or like we do at NSS. Building on top of that, uh, it's really creating mentoring for mentors uh, type of setups like uh, NSS we have been doing that's very important that there's this uh, peer support and uh, also uh, mentoring available for us do, do, doing the uh, job and uh, uh, it's uh, really learning learning it together and uh, working working as a community 
Okay. And a startup founder. A startup founder actually might be a really good mentor mm. for a, a more new founder. So kind of that's a pretty small loop to give back. If you have done the struggles once yourself, then it's much easier to help a friend go through the same, share their experiences. Okay, so we're uh, coming to the end of this conversation. Uh, there was a lot of things that you said, but let's wrap up. If there are people in the audience interested in becoming a mentor and a mentor specifically for Nordic Startup School, what is the one recommendation that you would give them? Let's start with Hannah. Come join us. <laughs> I, <would say> first. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, contact us and, and come and give it a try. You, well, we all know who are sitting here that, that we have the, the, the boot camps and you can come in for maybe one time and you have a chat with one of us or someone at NSS. I think if you have, if you feel, I think it's a feeling you have that it's something you might want to do, but if you're not experienced, don't be afraid, like really have some courage and just contact and try it out. And it might surprise you. And even if you've never done it before, I think everyone can grow into it and learn if you have the, the mindset to be open to it. And I would also encourage if the in the audience and listeners are um, females, we would uh, welcome more females into the startup world anyway. So also into the mentoring. Um, so yeah, just come and give it a try. I think it's it's amazing and it gives so much back. It's it's a real joy. It is. Tommy, it's uh, a lot of fun. So if you feel a call for it, uh, let's go for uh, lunch or or meet 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 online. And talk on uh, what, uh, how, how to proceed and how, how to go forward. Do, do you still buy lunch to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my start. <laughs> what about you, Mary Tuli? I'd say there's many ways to start, but with Nordic Startup School, there is already kind of ready-made paths and, and ways that are kind of tested and, and have been tried out by, I think, already over a hundred mentors and very many boot camps so I think the concept is good so you don't have to wander around by yourself you have the support and the structures and great great colleagues great thank you very much for your time today thank you thank you thank you and thank you all for listening. Before you leave, make sure you follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram for extra practical tips and knowledge about entrepreneurship. See you next time. Bye-bye.